0: Greetings and welcome everybody to another episode of Make Disciple Makers, where we seek to teach and obey all Jesus commanded. My name is Alec, and I'm happy to be here with two friends and co-workers in the faith. Yes, I am Ryan. Uh I'm Laura. Hello. Brooke. Laura Brooke.
1: (laughs) McManus. And
0: uh, last week, if you remember, it's actually been a couple of weeks, but no Mm -hmm. matter when the last episode was, we just say it was last week. Yeah. Um, (laughs) last week we talked about repentance and what it is and the importance of it turning away from sin and embracing Christ and that forgiveness is found there not only doing that uh, initially for salvation Mm -hmm. uh, in order to be saved we have to repent and believe but also uh, keeping with repentance Mm -hmm. living a lifestyle of repentance and how important it is and then now kind of That was maybe 1A, and then 1B of the repentance conversation is also confession of sin and the importance of confessing to one another, other human beings, you know, um, but also the importance of confession of sin to God uh, and others as well. So um, there's sort of a a question that maybe some people would would think of uh, that would be like, well you know what's the point you know so yes. Brooke, phrase what what do? because I've thought this before
1: if as as believers we are forgiven of mm. our sins if we're already forgiven then what is the point of me confessing to you know another believer like mm-hmm. why do we do that if I'm already forgiven what what, what's right. the importance of why that? not
0: just confess to God and then keep it in and keep it a secret? Nobody knows right. any different. Like why? Right. You know, what what good is it doing me to tell somebody else about this? Uh, you know this darkness or the sin that I've been engaged in. If mm-hmm. God's forgiven me, why why can't I just keep it down and keep it in?
1: Right. Um,
0: and that's a good question uh, and one that the Scripture answers. Yes. So um, I think the the first good one to talk about is psalm 32 and um like this will illustrate that there's a physical reality to our sin that we can't separate um from the what we're engaged in the sin that we've committed and then how it affects our lives and our literally our body so why don't you why don't you read that
1: so psalm 32 3 through 5 says for when i kept silent my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Then we get to verse five and it says, I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And so we see here that, you know, clearly this is a confession to to the Lord, but the mm-hmm. principle and the truth of this still remains the same, that there is a very real physical component when we have unconfessed sin in our lives. And if we think that we can separate, you know, the spiritual from the emotional and the mental and physical, that's just not true. We can't compartmentalize because we are one whole being. And so we are physically affected when we are spiritually distant or holding on to sin and it's unconfessed, um, whether before the Lord or between each other, you I, know,
0: I've engaged in sin before and felt physically sick afterward. Mm. You yeah. know, that that, right. that and that's what it sounds like is that a David, Psalm of David? Yeah, maybe. Um, like that's what he's experiencing. Right. Mm. like, and we think that in the right after those moments, whenever we're like guilty you know um our what's the word i'm like conviction we're experiencing conviction and we think i'm not telling anybody Mm -hmm. like i'm keeping this down as if you know as if that's even possible right and we literally i love it's real poetic his bones are wasting away yeah Yeah. i'm dying here because Mm -hmm. of the weight of my sin um and he's trying to hide he's like he was silent um, and that's not the, you know, that's not the way that, that we're called to respond. Right. And it's only after he confesses out loud, acknowledges his sin and, and talks to God about mm-hmm. it that he experiences some sort of release. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And you hear people, I, I think we've all experienced that, that, you know, after a confession and after your, this darkness is exposed into the light you know, people will say, I I think I've said, I'm sure I've said it before, like a weight was just lifted off of me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's because you're walking in freedom and not withholding this sin that you have felt like you needed to hide. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that, yes.
0: First John nine was one of the first verses that I memorized after mm-hmm. I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I remember taping the little memory card to the back of my phone and I think this is NLT, but it says, if you confess your sins to him, God, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all wickedness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's something about confession of sin that leads to to a cleansing. Um and, and it's a promise of God that if we confess, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from from wickedness. Right. Yeah. What other what other scripture
2: um, <clears throat> Yeah, and, and I love that you said that's a promise, because that that's such <laughs> that's such a beautiful promise, and the fact that we have a direct line to the Father because of what Christ has done is amazing, um, which is why we don't go to someone else to confess, and then they confess for us to God, mm. or neither, but now, because of Christ, we have that direct line. The, the veil was torn. There is no separation, but... Um, I could, or someone could hear the the verse that you just read um, and say, oh, okay, so all I have to do is confess. But um, I want to read this verse back in Proverbs. It's Proverbs 28, verse 13. It says, Whoever conceals or hides his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. And I think we talked about this with repentance as well. It's not just like turning away from the sin. Oh, you know, it's not a, oh God, my bad. Um, but it's it's confessing it and then forsaking it, meaning leaving it behind, you know, having a change of mind, which is repentance. It's a turning away from. Um, so it's not just, um, well, I can mess up because I'll just confess and then I'll be forgiven and it'll be fine. Um we would say that's not how a regenerate heart or a heart or someone that has been made into a new creation by the work of the Holy Spirit, been transformed, been saved, that's not how um, a true follower of Christ thinks and lives um, because we know what he gave up and what he went through and sacrificed to be able for us to even have that forgiveness in in the first place and to have that direct line of confession. So I think that's an important part to talk about with confession. For sure. Um, It's a both and, to confess and to forsake that Mm. sin.
1: And we talked about how uh, a fruit of a a repentant heart will be confession, Um, which I think is true. Like when we are truly broken over a sin and we want to forsake it, we're going to want to bring other people in on that and... I think yes. Just all of what you said. Um, I guess I'm just saying yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank yes you. Amen. Thank you for your endorsement. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen.
0: Um, all right. So the the last verse then that we'll discuss that really then kind of hits to exactly what we want to talk about is James five sixteen, hmm. and uh, it's at the end of the book of James, and he's talking about the prayer of like the the importance of prayer, the prayer of a righteous man, and um, but there's a, a snippet in there in verse sixteen that says this confess your sins to one another, to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The -hmm. prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. And then it goes on and talks about Elijah. Um, But confess your sin to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Now, Mm -hmm. right before this, James is talking about, um, like, physically sick people you know he's talking about calling calling the pastors the elders Mm -hmm. to come and pray um for for sick and for healing and um we we still do that and we need to do that pray for those that are sick yeah um but why why would he talk about confession of sin there and call us to confess our sins to one another and pray for one another that we may be healed and it seems like to me that what's happening here is james is saying that sin um, can be something that um, destroys us you know from from the inside
1: mm-hmm. and
0: what we need to do is to confess our sins to other people and pray for one another and then we will experience healing mm. um, and, and I think that yes, he could be talking about healing from uh, physical sickness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but often I think that there's a I think that there's a spiritual reality to this as well that we can have um, healing in our hearts that have been um, blackened and damaged by sin yeah. whenever we confess it, whenever our, it's out in the open and whenever, brothers and sisters in Christ, pray for one another that we would have healing um, from sin, then there, there's something that happens there that's really important. And mm-hmm. I know just in my own personal life, whenever um, I've been engaged in, in sin and, and have just felt like you're really broken and, mm-hmm. and down, whenever I confess and, and talk about it with other people and pray uh, and have them pray for me, um, there is just, there is something that happens. I think it's just something that you kind of feel and you know, mm-hmm. there is really, truly a healing that takes place, um, from the inside. And Absolutely. we know that that's what, that's really what God is after is our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's something that, that goes on there. And I think that James five sixteen is really like the, the perfect kind of example of the importance of confessing our sin
2: yeah. to one another. To go along with that, and to get a little, to get a little nerdy here, uh, that Greek word for healed, um, which we know the New Testament was written in Greek, that word can be translated to healed or also to make whole. And that's exactly what God does. That's what he's in the business of, is redeeming, restoring back to the way that he initially created us to be before the fall. And isn't it awesome? that God would set it up to where it's not just we're each on our own islands and we confess to him and we're forgiven, but that he would create man to live in community to where when we uh, confess to one another, he is in the middle of that and brings about a whole new healing or being made whole and a joy. There is there is worship. There is victory. There is a newness of life within you now that you're no longer um, shackled in these chains that, that the enemy uses shame to keep you in. Um, but when we, when we, uh, reveal that and confess that sin to one another, as scary as it is and uncomfortable as it is that God set it up to that way, we would receive that healing. Mm
0: -hmm. That's really good and super important. Um, and I think that really kind of sums it all up well, mm-hmm. you know, just the importance of, and that's what we want to talk about, the, con, the importance of confessing sin to one another, the fact that there's healing there, bringing things to the light. Um, maybe one last thing we talked about, kind of the, the light and the darkness earlier, like that that dynamic. Why don't you explain that really quick, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap up with, with that idea.
2: Yeah, the New Testament um, uses, you know, these words as far as light and darkness all the time, and... Um, one thing that we've said before, and uh, is this truth right here that when when something is in the dark and it's brought to the light, it loses its power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it loses its power. When it's kept in the dark, meaning we keep it secret, we keep it hidden, we don't tell anybody. that is that is like like a perfect storm for it to continue to grow. Right. And it's going to continue to grow because sin is never satisfied. Mm-hmm. The enemy is looking to seek. And destroy. Um, however, when we bring that thing that we're hiding and we're we're tucking away and we're not showing other people, when we bring it to the light, it loses its power. Why? Because light, when darkness is brought into light, light always wins. How do I know? Because Jesus Himself said that He is the light of the world in John chapter eight, and He has already defeated darkness through His sacrificial death on the cross. And through his resurrection, that showed that he defeated the power of sin over us and also the, the the power of death. And so when darkness, when something in the dark is brought to light, it loses its power. Um, and the enemy wants us to think the exact same. Hey, if you confess that, they'll never see you the same. Or if you confess that, um, how could, they're going to say, how could he possibly be a Christian? Uh, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the enemy wants you to keep it into the dark. And, and Jesus is saying no, 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 bring it to the light, bring it to me, bring it to your brothers and sisters, and let me heal you. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a, a one Dietrich Bonhoeffer, mm. I don't know why I said it like that, but this quote in his book, Life Together, it says, In confession, the breakthrough to community takes place. Sin demands to have a man by himself. It withdraws him from the community. The more isolated a person is, the more destructive... ...will be the power of sin over him, and the more deeply he becomes involved in it, the more disastrous is his isolation. Sins wants to remain unknown. It shuns the light. In the darkness of the unexpressed, it poisons the whole being of a person. Hmm. This can happen even in the midst of a pious community. But then it says, "...in confession, the light of the gospel breaks into the darkness... And seclusion of the heart, which is, I mean, exactly what what Ryan was talking about, that, you know, we have victory in Christ and the light is always going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a matter of then just that confession and knowing. And I've just experienced this in my own life, like with Britta and Emily Clare, and just confessing my sin to them and having them not uh, flinch back or look at me like I'm you know, not a believer, or whatever. Mm. But instead, meeting me with with grace and truth and mm-hmm. love, and just pointing me to to Jesus, um, and just the the freedom that you feel in that is unlike anything that you just can't really describe it. What you experience in that, and that should be a normal rhythm of of the life of a believer. And um, yep, that's that's it.
2: Good stuff.
0: Yeah. Any. Final comments. No. This is good stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's always a win to end on Bonhoeffer. Yeah. Um, Great. Bonhoeffer, I think. Bonhoeffer, yeah.
2: (laughs) Bonhoeffer. Yeah, Yeah,
0: love it. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in for another episode of Make Disciple Makers, and we shall see you next time. Adios. Goodbye.